Hello and welcome to Super Great Kids Stories, wise tales from around the world which will make you laugh and sometimes cry. Recommended from ages 5 to 105. I'm Kim and I love stories. Hello and how are you? The story this week is from Guyana, a country which is at the top of South America. The name Guyana means land of many waters. It's got sea and waterfalls, rivers and lots of rainforest. We've been looking at stories about giants and witches and monsters and ogres. And the creature we're going to hear about today is a scary water spirit called Water Mama, who is often talked about but rarely seen. You have to be a bit brave to listen to this story because the Water Mama is rather creepy. If scary stories aren't for you, then maybe listen to our bonus story, Lazy Jack, if you're a subscriber, or one of our funny trickster stories like How the Elephant Got Its Trunk or A Nancy and the Hot Pepper Soup. Before we begin our story, can you try to think of other stories with sea or rivers or water in them while we have a quick word with the grown-ups? Hello, Super Great Kids. I'm back. Did you think of any Super Great Kids stories with rivers or sea or lake creatures in them? I could think of The Fox and the Foolish Fishes with the sea monster Leviathan and The Whale in the Lonely Giant story. Oh, and Why the Whale has a sad song where the whale is stuck in a river. And there's Oniroka the ogre who guards the bridge over the river and El Cangrejo, the Crab King, who lives under the water. And there's the Magic River itself in Nora and the Aki Fruit. And there's probably more. This week's story is Water Mama. It's from Guyana and it's told by Toop. Are you sitting comfortably? Am I sitting comfortably? Snip, snap, snout. Story jump out. Welcome, welcome, super great kid stories to another storytelling session. I wonder if you've thought about the strange creatures that may exist in our world. Well, here's a story of one. They say a long time ago there was this man. A man maybe travelled from Ireland, maybe Scotland, maybe Canada, maybe Jamaica, maybe Cuba. He found himself working in Guyana as a sugar cane cutter. And as a sugar cane cutter, he heard all the different stories from that part of the world. One of the stories which caught his imagination was the story of a water mama. A water mama is a half woman and half fish creature. They said it could be seen on a full moon lit night, 
sat on the sea wall with its back to the village and its face to the open sea combing its long, black, silky, silvery hair and singing a weird and airy song. This was a story that really caught his imagination. It would be like if you and I were to go to Scotland and stand by a great lock, a lake, we might be expecting to see the Loch Ness Monster. And it was the same for him. He was in a new country, new stories. He thought to himself one evening, let me go down by the water's edge. Maybe I might see something. It was about half eleven, late in the night. He stood there and he thought to himself, I'm not going to see some figure, some water, mama, half woman, half fish. Ah, it's just all superstition. He was just about to turn around and go back to his cabin, returning to his bed, when he heard something jumped out of the water, sat down upon the sea wall with its back to the village and its face to the open sea, and it was combing its long, black, silky, silvery hair and singing a weird and airy song. Oh, he rubbed his eyes. He told himself, it's there, I can see it. It's truly there. He didn't make a sound. He listened and watched, and the singing that that figure made was strange. was kind of out of tune and in and tune and before you know his eyes was heavy then his shoulders hang down to the ground he felt so heavy he made a step in the direction of the figure and the figure leapt into the water and swam away and the man feeling drained of energy dragged himself all the way back to his cabin fell down upon his bed and went fast asleep Early in the morning, when he woke up, he rubbed his eyes. He asked himself, did I really see what I saw last night? Did I really see it? He went to work. He didn't say anything to anyone. He finished work. He returned home. He tidied up. And once again, he found himself late at night at the edge of the village, looking on towards the sea wall. It was about quarter to twelve. He convinced himself I didn't see anything. Maybe it was the cloud moving across the face of the moon. Of course, it was shadows, just shadows. He was just turning round to go back to his cabin. But then, from behind him, he heard... Something jumped out of the water, sat down on the sea wall with its back to the village and its face to the open sea, singing a weird and airy song. It sent chills all down his spine. It made his hairs on his arms stand up on end. He stood there, watching the figure. He made a step in the direction. The figure leapt into the water and swam away. He was so heavy. It was like he was wearing lead 
boots. He dragged himself all the way back to his cabin. He fell onto his bed as before and went fast asleep. When he woke up the next morning, he convinced himself that he had really seen it. He truly had seen the water, Mama. It was there. He went to work and he didn't say a word to anyone about anything. But now, night after night, week after week, he would find himself at the edge of the village, looking out upon the sea wall. One day, a friend said to him, My friend, you don't look so well. Aren't you eating? Aren't you sleeping? What's going on? And now, by this time, he was jumpy. His eyes was almost popping out of his head. They were so large. And he said to the friend, My friend, every night I find myself on the edge of the village. I see the water, Mama. She's there. She's combing her long black, silky, silvery hair, singing a weird and strange song. She has her back to the village and the face of the open sea. I see her. It's true. And the friend said, if you have seen the water, Mama, then you are in danger. Don't go there anymore. Stay home, lock your door, read a book and wake up in the morning and come to work. The man who had seen the water, Mama, replied, Yes, 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 yes. I take your advice. I, w I won't go to the edge of the village anymore. I take your advice. And so they shook hands and parted. That night... The man, when he returned home, he tidied up his cabin and he pulled out that book and he started to read. But then he found himself face down in the open book, fast asleep. He was having a dream. He was dreaming that he was standing very close to the water, Mama. He stayed there all night listening to this weird and airy song. And before the sun rose up into the sky, he saw himself taking the comb which she uses to comb her hair. And then he woke up. And when he woke up, he said to himself, What a wonderful dream. I don't have to go there anymore. A dream is harmless. There's nothing wrong with a dream. He threw back his covers, stepped out of his bed and stepped on something. He looked down and he saw the comb. He asked himself, How is this possible? How did the comb come from a dream into reality? This can't be. Now he grew scared and frightened. He picked up that comb. He put the comb on the mantelpiece. He went to work and now he was shaking. The friend from work saw him come in looking so disturbed and asked, My friend, are you okay? And he, jumping with wide open eyes, replied, My friend, I took your advice. I... I don't go by the sea wall anymore, but now I'm dreaming, my friend. The water mama comes in my dreams. And the friend said, Brother man, brother man, I tell you something. If you are dreaming of the water mama, then the water mama has you on the end of her hook. And you are the fish, and she is reeling you in. Brother man, brother man, I beg you, 
Do not stay in this country anymore. Drive, fly, find a way to return back to your homeland. But the man who had seen the water mama replied, Oh, it's just a dream. Dreams can't hurt you. They're only dreams. He finished work. He went back home. He tidied his cabin. He had something to eat. He pulled out that book. And he tried to read. He tried to stay awake. But none of us can fight sleep. Eventually, he closed his eyes and slept. He fell into a deep, deep sleep. He had a dream. In this dream, he saw himself swimming. He saw himself doing the butterfly. He saw himself doing the front crawl. He saw himself doing the back crawl. He had such fun splashing in the water. For the first time, he had seen the water mama. He looked at her directly in her face, and she returned the gaze as well. He remembered the stories that he had heard before. People said, don't look a water mama in the face. She has no eyes. She has no nose. She has no mouth. Her whole face is blank. Then he heard another story he remembered. A water mama has the head of a seahorse with two big snarling nostrils. But all of the stories were wrong. Her face was as beautiful as a silver moon shining on the ocean. Then she spoke. I will give you all the riches from the bottom of the sea if you tell no one, tell no one. As soon as she was there, she was gone. And as soon as she was gone, she returned again. And she said, I have been swimming. Amongst fallen ships, galleons, gunships, merchant ships, slave ships, I've collected treasure, treasure untold. I bring you gold, I bring you gold. Tell no one, tell no one. Then suddenly, she was gone. He couldn't believe it. When he woke up that morning, he was so full of energy. He wiped the sleep out of his eyes. He looked around his cabin, asking himself, Am I rich? Am I rich? He looked over to the mantelpiece. He saw the comb. He looked around his cabin, and there in the corner was a sack. He jumped out of bed. He went over to the sack. And he untied the knot from the sack, and all the treasure spilled out and clattered to the ground. There was candelabras, there were tiaras, there was ducats, there was doubloons, there was treasure upon treasure upon treasure, diamonds, sapphires, rubies. He shouted, I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich, the water mama's true. He ran out from his cabin and into the village. I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich, yeah, the water mama's true. And the people who lived in the village, they moved past their curtains and they looked through their windows and they said, eh, eh, what's wrong with the man? What's he getting on all crazy in the middle of the village, jumping up and down? Somebody better go and find out what's going on. 
Somebody did. They came and they asked him what's happened. He grabbed them, jumping up and down. I'm rich, I'm rich, I'm rich. Water mama, yes, it's true. I'm rich, I'm rich. Come and see my treasure. Come and see my treasure. When the people from the village went into his cabin, when they saw the treasure, oh, they couldn't believe it. It was like the sunlight was there in his cabin. They picked up a candelabra and said, Where did you get this from? Oh, he said, The water mama. And they said, but the water mum is not really true, is it? And so this treasure is not really here. And they ran away with the candelabra. And someone else came and they saw some more treasure, maybe some diamonds. And they said, oh, where did treasure come from? And he said, oh, water And they ran away with the treasure. And before you know it, his whole cabin had people from the village all coming in, all coming in, taking the treasure, running away. And when he realized what was going on, he asked them, no, 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 put it back. No, you shouldn't be here. No, I shouldn't have told you. No, no, put it back. Put it, where are you going? No, no. But they took everything and there was nothing left. They say he was never seen again. People said maybe he returned to the country from whence he came. But sometimes on a full moonlit night, when children are making their way back home to their granny's house or their mum's house, they would see two figures. Both of them would have their backs to the village and their face to the open sea. One of them would be combing their long, black, silky, silvery hair and singing a weird and airy song. for sharing that with us. I felt very sorry for the man. Do you think he got back to his home country? Or do you think he went to live with Water Mama? And is that a happy ending? Or do you think it's a sad ending? You decide. Now, it's time for me to dip into my bag of happies and say some thank yous. First of all, I'd like to say a very big thank you to all our subscribers. You are helping us to keep making this podcast. Thanks very much to Patreon subscribers Rex, who is five, and Wolf, who is three. And to Matilda, who is five, and Felix, who is two, from Ontario. And to Cora and Jody, And to Cashel, who is five, and River, who's just turned three. And thanks to Simon, who is five, from Ontario, for your donation on Ko-fi. And also thanks to Laura and to Natalie for your Kofi donations. And hello to Apple subscriber Hattie from Portland in Oregon, who is six. Let us know if you're a subscriber and would like a mention. If you'd like to give a one-off donation of any amount on Kofi, or subscribe to our podcast on Patreon and get bonus stories, early access and ad-free, then go to our website on supergreatkidsstories.com 
or to subscribe on Apple and get bonus stories, early access and ad-free, go to Apple Podcasts. Now, you've all been drawing and sending stupendous pictures of our stories to share on our Facebook page. So, here's some thank yous to super great kids who have sent in pictures recently. Thanks to Cal Yarn, who is seven from Los Gatos in California, who sent us an amazing picture of the story from Jamaica, Nora and the Aki Fruit. Cal Yarn, I love the way you've coloured the river water different shades of blue, and I really like the way you've drawn the ripe Aki Fruits in their basket. And what beautiful bright birds flying in the sky show the story is set in a tropical country. Your picture is super great. And Claudia, who is six, has sent us a marvellous picture of a good witch. In the introduction to The Lonely Giant, I asked which would you rather be, a giant, a witch, a monster, an ogre or a beast? Claudia says she'd rather be a witch because they can be kind and helpful too. Claudia, I love your witch's very long nose and her straggly hair and the way her feet dangle down from her broomstick. Just great. Thank you. And Kitty has sent two imaginative pictures. One is about the Scottish tale, The Lonely Giant. And it's a bit like a story map with the different characters like the whale, the giantess and Morag all popping up to show how the story unfolds. And your other picture, Travel Kitty, with a super cool cat who's seen it all, is just great. Thanks for sharing your imaginative drawings with us. And thanks to Matthew, who is seven, from Louisville in Kentucky, who's drawn two fun pictures of Anansi and the party and Coyote the trickster. Matthew, I love the way you've drawn Coyote with one ear up and one down. It gives him a comic sly sort of look. Perfect for a trickster. And are those his footprints wandering across the page? And I like the way Anansi is right there in the middle of the party, trying to spoil it for everyone else. Super great pictures. Thank you, Matthew. And Naya Nina, who is six from both Sierra Leone and the US, has sent a great picture of the lonely giant. I love the giant's huge head and his mouth full of teeth, which takes up most of his head. And the tiny person at his side. Really good writing too. Thanks so much for sharing this, Naya Nina. And Clara, who is five from Pennsylvania, has drawn a colourful picture of the Nigerian story, Why the Sky is So High Up and Far Away. I love the way you've used strawberry and banana colours for the piece of sky which you'd choose. Just lovely. It's an imaginative story, isn't it, Clara? And thanks to five-year-old Henry from Kingston-upon-Thames in the UK, who sent in two great pictures, one of the rainbow snake and one from How the Birds Got Their Colours. It's really clever the way you've drawn the boy down under the ground, discovering the jewels. I love all the roots growing down under the trees. And it's clever the way you frame the picture with the trees on each side. Thank you, Henry. And thanks to Amalia, who is five, from Berkeley in California, who's drawn a picture of the seed, the golden bowl, and the lonely giant. She's also written her very own story all about Julia the Unicorn, which she's illustrated. Amalia, I love all the noises you've used in your story and the sparkly things like the dress and the turquoise jewels. Thank you for sharing your pictures. 
It's just great that you're making up your own stories too. Well done. And five-year-old Josie from Seattle in Washington has sent a lovely picture of the Irish story Eggshell Soup. I love the baby in the cot and the pans on the cooker all ready to cook the eggshells. I don't think I'd fancy eating eggshell soup, would you? Great writing too, Josie. Thanks so much for sharing your picture. And seven-year-old Wally has sent a marvellous picture of Baba Yaga the Russian witch and her house. I just love your scary skulls glowing red on the fence and the creepy trees and the hut with windows which look like eyes. And there, away in the distance, Baba Yaga in her mortar, sweeping her way through the sky with her pestle. Just brilliant. Thanks for sharing it. That's it for this week. If you'd like to see these pictures, they're all on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash supergreatkidsstories. Thanks to all our subscribers and donors for helping to make this episode possible. Keep telling those stories to anyone who will listen. See you soon. This podcast was produced at Wardour Studios in London. <laughs> <laughs>